0: Hey everybody, this is Matt and Nicole, On this episode of After the Kid Goes Down, we're going to watch Bad Milo. Let's go! Great start.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um yeah, I mean I know you know nothing about it.
0: It's about a turd.
1: It is a, it's like some sort of like gastrointestinal something.
0: <laughs> it's a horror comedy, I know that much.
1: Yeah. With uh what's his face? Who Ken Marino? Do you know who that is? Nope. I thought it was an actor that you knew. He graduated from my high school, I I found out.
0: Did he? Yeah. That poor bastard. That was
1: crazy. Um so, this one this one's all about Ashley we had mm-hmm. Ashley on last season
0: she's a guest um, for this episode correct? she's a
1: guest for this episode she was uh formerly um God what was her her name now oh the movie Oracle that was her name mm-hmm. now she's ADB stories she's um, gone into writing she's I've been editing some of her work it's really really good nice um and uh, but oh, we love her and we love having her on so mm-hmm. she last year did like the 31 days of horror. And uh, this was one of them. And like her review for it, I think she gave it like four pumpkins and was like... This out of how many pumpkins? I think out of five pumpkins. Okay. I don't know. We can ask her. Um, but her review for it was just like, this was better than I expected and hilarious. And I was like, I think I immediately put it on the list for season two. <laughs> I
0: mean, just Googling it and just reading a quick synopsis. It sounds ridiculous. It's like an intestinal problem that turns into a demon or something crazy. And then the cover of... The movie poster is, like, him with his arm around (laughs) it. Like,
1: snuggling it. Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait.
0: I I hope it's just campy, B-rate, horror comedy gold.
1: I think this will be my first like that, right?
0: Is this your first horror comedy you've ever seen? This is a great genre, by the way. A genre that I think you would get a kick out of.
1: I feel like, like I've seen, like, the first five minutes of, like... Santa Slay or whatever that movie is, you yes. made me watch the getting up. You're like, yes. watch this dinner scene.
0: Well, the, yeah, Santa Slay's of the world are like they're comedy horrors, but they're intentionally bad movies. I'm talking like a good comedy horror is scary but also hilarious. They're like they're they're when they're done well, they're like very lovable movies. It's like Cabin in the Woods, it's kind okay. of a horror okay. comedy. Okay, um, and you've seen that, and you like that. Same I did. Like, when they're done well, that's what they are. They're like serious. They have weight to them, but they make you laugh a lot. I have a feeling this is going to be more of the Santa's sleigh table realm. We'll um, see, but I don't know. I'm
1: I'm like really excited to watch it.
0: I wouldn't say I'm really excited to watch it, but I'm.
1: You know what? Because it's intrigued. like it's, it's less than a than a cool ninety.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's one hour and twenty five minutes long. Sweet,
1: and that's what I'm here for right now. You bought a <laughs> box of donuts. I did. And we're going to watch this movie. So
0: Why did you bring up the box of donuts?
1: Because I'm going to eat a donut and I'm going to watch this movie.
0: Okay. maybe and it's going to be great. Bad Milo, released in 2013, currently available to stream on Hulu. Directed by Jacob Vaughn. Starring Ken Marino, Jillian Jacobs, Patrick Warburton, Peter Stormare, Stephen Root. A stressed out man... Discovers that a tiny demon lives in his intestine, and that excessive anxiety causes the creature to escape and slaughter the man's tormentors.
1: So we just finished watching Bad Milo.
0: Lies three days ago. Three days ago,
1: (laughs) and have not spoken to each other except that I may have squealed uh, out loud several times during the movie. It was amazing and we also have with us a very special guest second time guest Woo! Ashley uh what are we calling you now I'm not calling you the movie oracle anymore
2: author Ashley <laughs> You're tired. yeah I don't I don't know I guess I just get to be myself oddly enough whatever the hell that <laughs> means
1: very cool I like it Ashley Burnell look up her books they're
2: <laughs> great Please do. do you,
0: are you still watching a lot of movies or is it kind of drop big drop off since you stepped away? Massive
2: drop off. Massive drop off. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a single new release in over a year. What? Wow. Yeah.
0: When you were the movie oracle, how many movies like a week would you watch?
2: Too many to count. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I just, you know, when it hit October, I think I was like four days into October and I went, holy shit. Right about this time, I would be, like, 90 movies into my October marathon, and right now I haven't watched a single one. I'm like, that's kind of trippy. So that was that was, yeah. that was a little bit of a dose of reality. I'm like, oh my gosh, who have I become? <laughs> Do you miss
1: it, or is it kind of freeing?
2: Really freeing, to be honest. Um, not having, you know... Uh, I do kind of miss being able to have that energy of, oh, yay, excitement, new movie. Now it's just like, yeah, I want to watch that. And then I don't actually do it. But um, (laughs) I I don't miss the watching a movie and just kind of analyzing every single aspect of it. Now I can just Mm. watch it and enjoy it. And I don't have to do that, so now I don't really give a shit about the fine details. Although I do find I'm watching more TV series that I hadn't uh, gotten around to before, and now I am, and I'm nitpicking at everything. And it's not my critical brain, it's just, I'm, like, watching Criminal Minds, and I'm just like, that's not how you would handle evidence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mashie, did you watch it recently, or are you going off of memory?
2: I literally rewatched it, like, two hours ago. Nice. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm fresh. Uh,
1: as as we mentioned in expectations, this is purely because you reviewed it last year and I thought it sounded hilarious. Um, did you not think it was hilarious?
0: I don't know if I'd use the word hilarious. You were dying laughing a couple of times. It was funny. There were fun- it was it was more comedy than horror, I think. Like if I had to do a ratio like Eighty percent comedy, twenty percent horror. Mm-hmm. Um the the only there were like four horror scenes in the whole movie. I don't think you see a killing for like the first half an hour. So the yeah. monster doesn't even exist for the first bit. Except we you know it opens, it kinda of does a Tarantino, right? And it starts midway, then goes back. But his poo monster does no, It's not a poop monster, but his bowel monster doesn't come into play till you know, a good chunk of the way into the first act. It's, but there's a lot of jokes like the whole scene with the doctor the weird doctor the like yeah you know what i mean the the stomach doctor and how he's kind of crass was funny so
1: i don't know i thought it was hilarious what what had made you like it so much how many pumpkins had you given it
2: i do believe i gave it five out of five pumpkins oh wow yeah cool yeah uh <laughs> A horror comedy I always find is very hit and miss. You either have ones that just have there's no comedy at all, uh, and there's really no horror in it either, so it's just like what the hell is that? Or there's really just comedy. I'm like I don't really get where the horror is. This one is just uh, I would even though it's horror comedy, I'd just say it's more of a funny monster movie. Mm, yep,
0: Yep. Um,
2: but the fact that afterwards I'm just like this. There's a movie about an uh, an anal demon. I'm like, I'm like, I love this fact so much. Yeah, just that it exists There's like in the world. a lot of moments
0: watching this movie where you're. I found myself sitting there being like, Am I really watching this murderous anal, anal polyp get out of this guy's butt and then yeah. him bond with it and coax it? Back up his ass, and this poor actor has to sit there and wince like he's somebody being shoved. I mean, up.
1: Ken Marino seemed into it. I know so. it's
0: it's like there's a lot of moments watching this film where it felt it felt surreal to be watching this movie. Like this movie got made.
1: So when it when the credits came up in the very beginning, and you realize it was a Duplass Brothers movie. Yep. Like you like, is it Mark? Duplass? The one from
0: the, the League.
1: The League. Mainly yeah. because he was in The League. You've not yeah. seen him do anything else, I've really. seen him
0: in... He was in uh, The Mindy... With The Mindy Project, right? Yeah, but
1: you've not seen all of The Mindy Project. He's in The Mindy Project with jdu Plus
0: With his brother. Oh, okay.
1: They play brothers.
0: And they've produced some weird <laughs> movies, right?
1: That's what, so I've seen two of their movies. And I said that to you. I really liked those. And I liked this. But every single one of them has been, like, bizarre. And I don't think you would like them at all. Because they're so bizarre. Have you seen their films? Like, are you a
2: fan, typically? Off the top of my head, I'd have to go through the IMDb to be like, have I seen any of this stuff? Just because I'm often terrible with names. So, off the top of my head, I don't know if I've seen any of their movies or not.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's got a pretty impressive cast. And, like, that's the thing. (laughs) Like, Like, I would love to have heard the pitch that they pitched some of these actors. Like, okay, we're going to do this horror comedy. And this man has a lot of stress. And it creates a murderous polyp. And then it kills people that he hates subconsciously. <laughs> Do you want to be in? And all these people must have been like, yeah, I'm in. Like it just seems it seems like it should have been a B-rate film with no-name actors, but it was kind of crazy to see like you know, relatively well-known actors in the film with a girl from communities in there, right?
1: Yeah. I think that it, I think it's simply that it seems like actors, the acting community like Jay and Mark Duplass, like I think that they're just well liked. Yeah. Plus, I think I agree with Ashley. Like, a movie about a butt demon just like needs to exist in the world. And I feel like a lot of a lot of them were like, yes, I agree with that sentiment.
2: I mean, if you, th- if you think about some of the actors who are in it and think of some of the projects they've done, this film really does kind of seem very perfect for them. I think, like, Patrick mm. Robertson and, and I'm, I'm like, let's think of half the shit that he has had to do for Family Guy... And it's like they have gone yeah. some places, and it's like an anal demon seems pretty safe for him at this point.
0: Yes, so yeah, that's okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, Peter Stormer like, uh, yeah, he's done some crazy shit too. Uh, Steven Root, again, I've seen him in some things, and like he's always like in something where he's like high out off, like high as a kite or some shit. He's a Looney Tune somewhere, so that's f- fine. Kamal Nanjiani, he's a comedian, so he's yep. very gonna go and do whatever. So. Uh, I think the only one that actually surprised me was uh, Ken Marino. And that's simply because uh, I was kind of compelled to watch it just because of him. And that's only because he was in a few episodes of Charmed in season five. So I'm just like, oh, Charmed actor. Okay, I'm going to watch it now.
0: (laughs) What else has he been in?
1: He's in a movie about West Islip called Diggers with Paul
0: Rudd in it. Your hometown.
1: It's my hometown. And it's about... (laughs) bunch of guys who are sons of clam diggers <laughs> but i don't remember like i know who ken, ken marino is i did not know that he was from west islip but i don't know what i've seen him in like i know his face and name but like what do i know him from i have no idea
2: uh he also had a couple episodes in brooklyn 99 uh nope. he uh was he kind of just went ran... out american summer oh. Yeah, he just That's randomly it. appears in things, and I just, every time I see him, of course, I'm just like, oh, it's him from Chand. Yeah.
0: He's, he's one of those actors that, like, everybody knows his face, but nobody can tell you his name or what he's from.
1: What had American Summer? I mean, I I watched that a lot with Ari.
0: What did you guys think about the, uh, about Milo as a creature?
2: I thought he was kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? I he's, like, so oh, sweet. adorable. You know, not when he's killing people and his teeth are bad, but when, you know, when he's kind of more subdued. I'm just like, oh, yeah. he's so cute.
0: He kind of looks like what Baby Yoda would look like if Baby Yoda <laughs> was made out of poop. Yeah. Like, that's what that's yeah. The yeah, they thing. have the
2: same eyes. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> It's weird because looking at Milo, I didn't actually kind of look at him and be like, ah, yes, you look like a turd. I actually kind of looked at him, I'm like, you kind of look like a giant foreskin to me.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Wrinkly skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep, this is what this movie will do to you. We have mentioned Foreskin now on the podcast.
1: Well, uh, yeah, when he when he spoilers, spoiler alert, everybody, uh, when he...
0: Nobody's going to see this movie. I, I know. Hope, when I... I hope people do but it made like 20 grand in the box the box office.
1: When i put it up on coming soon to kgd i was really hoping that somebody was going to be like oh my god i've seen that and it's ridiculous and like no nobody. Crickets. The only thing i got was did you know he's from West Islip <laughs> from my best friend who then sent me a like this like poster that i guess was hung up in our high school of like West Islip All-Stars and Ken Marino was the only one that i recognized.
0: I appreciated anyway. that Milo was a puppet. I liked that they did the animatronics puppet thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I guess they removed the puppeteer in post, so he's right there all the time. The only thing that's CGI is the eyes blinking. But everything else was. It, it reminded me of like one of those old 70s or 80s. Like, what yeah. was the one where there was a was head case? It was a monster in a suitcase or something. And there were. There's a was lot that, of movies. That, was that, that
2: Basket Case?
0: Basket Case. Basket Case. Um Like that no, type of monster. A weird
2: creature in a basket, yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: and, and like the Gremlins movies, like I liked that it had that feel, and they were clearly going for that, you know.
1: Um. So I was going to spoil was the part where I was like screaming, oh. laughing,
0: and then you rambled about him being from West Iceland. I yeah. did. I'm
1: sorry. So I'm, sorry, <laughs> I'm so spoiled. excited about this connection I have with Ken Marino. I mean,
0: you don't really have a connection. He's from the same town.
1: Listen, there's a connection. Okay. Um. No, when he when freaking Milo bites off that guy's dick. Oh yeah. And like you like see it. Yeah. I was scre- like screaming.
0: <laughs> what well, was fun it was funny? That's he, my
1: that's the comment. What
0: what I liked about that part was up to that point Milo had killed I think one person, one person. the poor uh QB.
2: Yeah. And aw. uh he's not that poor. S- he was he was doing criminal activity. We don't feel bad for him
0: oh he was he was shredding stuff I forgot about that yeah, um, yeah he didn't go to hell <laughs> and uh, you didn't see the death so then when he takes his second victim it catches you off guard because you think it's going to be another splatter moment and instead the, f- the camera cuts to a blatant shot of Milo with a cock in his mouth and he rips it in half and you see it and you're like oh no <laughs> like this movie just took a turn like whoa so yeah it was a little a little crazy <laughs>
2: It's interesting because the, the, there's obviously a bit of a, a love of phallic symbols, literal ones, in this movie. Especially because at the end, uh, you've got his uh, wife who's trying to fend him off by throwing dildos at him. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. So obviously, there's just a lot of penis going on. I don't know why, but there is. So, yep.
0: Yeah. Oh. A lot of erectile dysfunction jokes and about having babies and a lot of those things. Yeah,
1: there were. Yeah, it was maybe a comment on toxic masculinity. No, uh, let's not go that deep.
0: Let's maybe not go just that deep. they thought dildos would be funny being thrown at a at a foreskin monster.
2: <laughs> I mean, they were. They were. I don't know. I I actually am with Nicole, and I actually did go that deep in in my views on it. I actually think that I don't know whether they're intentional in that there were actually I thought some actually interesting themes in the film like were they trying to do that or is it just by coincidence were they trying to go for full comedy or is this actually Mm. like using comedy to talk about some things that maybe you know especially men don't want to talk about and so comedy is a safe way to do it but I looked at, as I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, this is actually a lot of things that I get. I mean, you've got a guy who comes from a broken home. He has some serious daddy issues. I totally relate to that. (laughs) He's got, he has a mother who is basically ruined him mentally through uh, humiliation and definitely uh, creating some very poor self-esteem in this poor guy and he hasn't grown up with these good tools on how to deal with the stresses in his life and he has to go to a therapist and and there's just that one interaction where you know he's discussing something really benign like you know trying to say I don't want to eat the chicken the chicken's bad for my stomach. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can't say that, you know, because he's like, well, why don't you say why that bothers you? Why do you bottle it up? Why do you keep it? And he's like, yeah, I should say that, shouldn't I? And it's something so small, but, you know, I know that there are so many people, especially men who think they can't complain, they can't say things that are emotionally wrong, physically wrong, you just got to act like you don't have any problems. And then, I mean, they do say that stress is the number one killer of men. And so this film Mm. is literally about, well... I have so much stress, it has developed an anal demon in my intestines. So there you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, well said.
1: <clears throat> I mean, there's a, there's a lot to do with, like, virility and the expectation of, like, a woman to want a family and then the man's role in that and, like, his fears about being a father because he didn't have a father. There's a lot there.
0: Well, I thought it was... I. Yeah, I mean, the part that I thought was really interesting and had some bizarre amount of weight to it was that Milo, the creature, gets the most worked up in the film when he finds out Ken Marino's going to have a baby. Yeah. Like, in a weird way, you would think, okay, if he's his subconscious, right, because that's the seed they've laid, that he's the subconscious mind, like... It was just interesting, so maybe he doesn't really want a baby. He's telling her he's happy he's having a baby, but he obviously he, he, at that point, doesn't because Milo wouldn't react that way, right, if his character really wanted to have a baby. And it takes the whole experience for him to realize, stay away from my wife and my future child to come around to becoming, what, a real father type of thing, a real, quote-unquote, real man, well, he's also, to, he's
1: also been taking the time to essentially love himself in nurturing
0: Milo. Milo. Yeah.
1: To realize that, like, he actually is capable. But I wasn't sure if that was, like, Milo's reaction to the way that he did feel about... What was the main character's name? Camarino. Uh,
0: Marino, What's uh, Camarino? Duncan. Duncan. <laughs> Duncan,
1: Duncan, um, to w- the way that he felt previously, or if it was like like can can Milo have his own feelings as his own entity, like was it jealousy he'd been bonding with Duncan this whole time and essentially being treated like a child they're like cuddling together on the couch he's giving him head scritchies so like
2: yeah I kind of was getting that vibe too where especially like how (laughs) you know Milo went ape shit on what essentially I kind of was like his own monster dad and he's just brutally stabbing him to death and I'm just like is that Duncan's anger or is that Milo's anger? And then I when you see how Milo is kind of so utterly pissed off when he finds out Sarah's pregnant. And it, for me it kind of felt, felt like jealousy. Like uh like almost feeling like he was being replaced. So I think that yeah, a lot of his actions uh are him, you know, being kind of the the alter ego of Duncan. But I think also in that them being separated and Duncan treating him as his own person, he kind of formed his own emotions, maybe? And so maybe he didn't like the idea of potentially being replaced? I don't know.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to lie. This is a lot more in-depth than I anticipated this would be. (laughs) Um, No, but I mean, they're all good points, and I think there's a bizarre truth to that.
1: I think my only complaint about this film... Is that I feel like, uh, is it Gillian or Jillian? I never know. I
2: have no idea.
0: The blonde?
1: I've heard it said both ways. I'm going to say Jillian. That, I feel like Jillian Jacobs was very underutilized. Like, yeah. she's a lot better than she was in this film. She's a lot mm. funnier. And I, I feel like she was just sort of like tacked on as like your sort of stereotypical female instead of given really anything to do. I mean, yeah. she gets to throw some dildos, but that's about
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah,
0: she stumbles into a sex dungeon, yeah. <laughs> I.
2: It was, you know, it was funny that I thought that some of her best moments were actually when she wasn't saying anything. She just gave some really good facial expressions. You know, mm-hmm. she's watching her husband has just mutilated this demon and now is, you know, consoling it and cuddling it. And the look on her face is just like, what the fuck is going on? And yeah. I, I'm just like, yeah, I think that's a pretty valid facial expression right about now. I'd, I'd probably be somewhere like that. It's like this thing just tried to kill me, and now my husband is canoodling with it. Like, what the hell? Um, yeah. But at the same time, I also was kind of like, it's weird because I didn't feel like, at least for the first half of the movie, that she was really that likable. Like, I didn't, I didn't think she was a very nice wife at certain parts of the movie. Mm. Yeah. Like, he's literally screaming in pain in the bathroom, and she's just putting in earplugs and off to sleep, and I'm like, oh, that's heartless.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or she's like, can we, let's talk about having a baby, while he's like, Mm oh, like, maybe let's not have a conversation (laughs) when your husband's (laughs) guts feel like they're being ripped apart.
2: Yeah, Yeah, my concern would be like, do we need to call an ambulance? You look like you're going to die. And she's just like, yeah, let's have the family talk.
0: Well, not, not only that, but then when he that night he pa- when he first passes Milo, he passes out in the bathroom, and she wakes up the next morning and is making breakfast like nothing happened. She never like, went yeah. to you check on, on him. <laughs> you went to check on him, or like you didn't wake up and go, "Where's my husband?" Like, like.
1: yeah, he's asleep on the floor with his ass out. Yeah, no fucks were given.
0: Zero.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Not a I great know.
1: wife. Yeah. But then she fully accepts the fact that he has an ass demon and she puts it (laughs) right back up there. She She sure does. And then she's like, I love you so much, and puts her poop hands around his... That was
0: a much longer sequence than than I needed.
1: (laughs) It was amazing.
0: How's it going to fit? And then it it struggles to go in and it turns. And, you know, I was just like, (laughs) oh, Jesus.
2: And you have like this really tender, gentle music playing over the top yeah. of it. Oh, yep. That just made it beautiful. I loved it.
0: That's what I'm saying. I feel like part of this movie. It was almost like a snake on snake, snakes on the plane type of movie. Like I felt like the Duplass brothers like heard this story somewhere and were like, "Fuck, we got to make this movie." And just and just put all their eggs in the crazy basket. And we're like, "This is gonna be a blast. People are gonna have fun with it." But nobody saw this movie. Like, nobody saw this movie. At least when it came out. It has got it literally had, like, $19,000 in box office revenue.
1: I really... I was I really pretty... Because like, I have a... We have a bunch of people who follow us on Instagram that are horror fans. And so I thought for sure, like, someone was going to be like, I can't believe you're watching that.
0: Well, it was released... Nothing. It was released... In, uh, it premiered at South by Southwest. And then it was a video-on-demand movie. So it, it doesn't look like it had a, uh, a release, of a, release a real cinematic release.
2: Yeah, it was weird. Even looking on IMDb, it doesn't have that great of rating. And uh, But the fact is, it sounded so absurd. I You know, sometimes I'm, when I, back in the day, when I would do my, when I would compile my list of what I would watch for October, I would pretty much click on the horror genre on IMDb, Uh, and start going through everything that was there and it's a list of millions of movies and I'm going through everything and if the title or the poster um, caught my eye, I'd be like, okay, I'm putting that down. Sometimes I'd read the synopsis and I'm just like, oh my God, that sounds generic like a million other films. I'm not going to watch that. And then you come across Bad Milo, which its synopsis is just a single sentence of a man learns that his unusual stomach pains are being caused by a demon living in his intestines. And I'm just like, we are watching this. It is on the list. (laughs) This is something I need in my life. It was totally up my alley. I mean... I'm watching movies about killer, serial killer, gingerbread, uh, evil bongs, <laughs> killer donuts, yep. killer condoms. I've seen some crazy shit. So when you're talking about a an anal demon, I'm like, yeah, that that seems very me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I mean, it, it only has a 58 percent of Rotten Tomatoes, which you can't expect it to have much higher. It just it's tough for me. It's tough to rate because it almost. And then, like, it sets the bar low, but it's not a movie aiming anywhere particularly high. And, like I said, it, it's literally like, let's have some fun for the next hour and 25 minutes. And it was enjoyable enough.
1: I can't, I can't believe I liked it more than you. But then again, <laughs> do you just not like the bizarre?
0: No, I do like the bizarre. You know, I, I guess I'm more... I don't know. Like I told you, there's some good horror comedies that I enjoy. Um I didn't dislike it. I just like.
1: I mean, I was laughing the whole time, and you were not. But I just figured that was because they you... got more of
0: a, of a. What's that? Is it Slither? Is that a movie? Right, mm-hmm. the horror movie with. Yeah, that's like that. I really love that movie. That's I remember watching. I've seen that movie twice. You know, and it's a good movie, and it's intense, and it's funny, and it's kind of it's funny in a very dark way. Like that's the type of horror I like, where it's like almost like an American Psycho type of like you're not sure if it's supposed to be funny, but the more you watch it, you're more like, oh, this is actually kind of supposed to be satirical. Um, <laughs> this was enjoyable, but like I have a hard time calling it good.
1: I also have nothing to place it among. Like I'm still, yeah. <laughs> I'm still discovering. You're a what a my horror... Yeah, I'm like a. I mean, you remember last year or <laughs> whenever, whenever it was that we recorded, where I had like no idea who we were even talking about. You for didn't like any know who
0: John films. Carpenter was two years ago. No, I didn't. Yeah,
2: it's I a learning know. experience. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a weird because I mean, obviously, this is more. Uh, you know, if you're someone like me who has that niche of watching the utterly ridiculous films that you know you watch it because you're like wow this exists and then as you're watching you're like somebody actually thought to make this and that part is just amazing in itself so I have a lot that I can compare it to compared to the two of you but you know it's one of those things that you know it's there and while yes i can take a lot of serious and contemplative things from it it's also just one of those films where it's like oh yeah you can sit back have a couple drinks get the popcorn mm-hmm. and just have some fun it's stupid yep. fun turn the brain off nothing yeah. nothing has to make sense just just go with the flow this yeah, is one of absolutely. the movies
0: i would have gone into hollywood or blockbuster video. Found on the shelf on a Sunday night and been like, I'm gonna watch this tonight because fuck it. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah.
1: Are we what ready you, to what rate are you it? gonna give it? I think I'm gonna go uh, three and a half, which is good for me. It's like I will re—I will probably watch this again. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was—I thought it was ridiculous and great. I almost want to give it four stars. I don't know why I'm hesitating. I'm gonna go four. I'ma go four. (laughs) Yeah. I really I really I you know, I because again, like I've got I went from someone who was like, I never wanna watch any scary movie ever to this past couple years I've seen I'm probably at around like eight or ten, but still like this is like it's like a It's Such a
0: small number of horror movies
1: but it's such a change for me, you know, like I don't know, I enjoyed this a lot.
2: I'm impressed with your you progression. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm
1: trying so hard. And I think I'm proud. That the first films <laughs> I think the first films we're gonna watch, uh, not for the podcast, are gonna be the is it Ty West or T West? Um, X and Pearl.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Uh, for for fun. I'm choosing horror films for fun, Ashley.
2: I mean, so. I definitely choose many a horror film for fun. I will casually sit down and watch Dead Silence any day of the week if if I feel like it, and that's for fun. Uh, but yeah, those particular films. Uh, yeah, wow, you're going with psychology hor- horror films, psychological horror films for fun. That's different. <laughs> yeah, they look so good. Good luck to you. Thank yeah. you. Thank Nicole's
0: you. Nicole's gonna. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's the thing about the horror genre. There's so many. Avenues to go down. You can go down like the wacky ones about like killer tires, like mm-hmm. rubber, or you can go down like, which is yes. you know bad Milo. The same area. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's a real movie. I think yeah, um, I've
1: heard of it. Maybe you've told me about it before.
0: You know, and then you can go down the science of the lambs route, or then you can go down the Friday Thirteenth route. There's a lot of different branches to go off, um, which is what's fun about the horror genre. It's like the only genre that's really like that, where you can't just say you know you can't just say I'm a horror fan, but the umbrella is so big. Um, I want to give it, I think I'm going to give it three stars. And I feel like I've grown a lot over the past two seasons. (laughs) Because if I was pre-podcast or first half of season one, snobby douchebag Matt, which I'm not saying I'm not anymore, (laughs) but I probably would have been like, oh, one to two stars. But Nicole has taught me to kind of grade on a curve. Like, what was the movie trying to accomplish? Exactly actually what you said, like it was trying to snag people based on how ridiculous it was, and it it is ridiculous, so for me, the three stars is like it accomplished its goal. I don't think it did anything yeah. crazy or warranting anymore, but it was a ridiculously fun movie, and it it did it, so I'm going through look at you, I think that's growth Maybe <laughs> not.
2: Are you retaining five pumpkins, yeah. I am even watching it on the on the second go, you know it's you know still seeing that subtly there are a lot of really intriguing themes that I could easily pick apart for days and if I actually sat down and actually chose to do a video review of it which i wouldn't do anymore it would probably be one of those videos that's like 30 minutes long and people's like as soon as they start they're like oh she's got stuff to say it's like yeah i do i'm gonna go deep on a horror comedy watch me do it (laughs) um but at the same time you know when it chooses to commit to something it's not gonna over explain it it's just gonna be like here's an anal demon the end (laughs) <laughs> you know, even if he's pulling out the mythology yeah. book, he's like, "Yo, look, it's in mythology, so therefore we know it's real. The end. Yes. That's it. That's all <laughs> Which you was, like, the another. most
0: stereotypical moment ever. Like, like, did me pull the dusty book off my shelf with a literal picture of a that demon coming out of a man's ass. That was so it's like, funny. This is from, like, the Mayan era. I'm like, wow, they are just going full whole hog into this.
1: That, yeah. was, that was so amazing.
2: I love that. I love it. Because that was just it. Like, they didn't actually try to, like, go the whole movie. Like, we're going to break down you know, how this came to be, its origin story. It's like, no, we're just going to tell you it exists. And that is it. Yes.
0: <laughs> and it's genetic, apparently. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm still not sure how I feel about that, at least not by the end of it, because, I mean, it's triggered by stress, but now you're saying it's hereditary, so I'm just like, oh, I don't know where we go with this. Mm. I also am amazed that everybody in this movie actually believed that there was a rabid raccoon yeah. slaughtering people <laughs> yes, to death. Yes. yes. Yeah. That
0: was cracking me up there. I, were more raccoon attacks. I'm like,
2: I was just oh, like. Man. They must have some very interesting raccoons in America. No, we really don't. <laughs> we only have
0: yeah, we don't. It's only a couple a couple raccoon deaths a week.
2: <laughs> no, stop it. Watching it I'm just like, mm. I actually find the anal demon more believable than the rabbit raccoon killing people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess we could say maybe somewhere out in the world someone has a demon in their intestine. Who knows? I don't judge.
0: You never know. You never know.
2: Very accepting. Could be
0: bubblegut or could be a demon. Yeah. You never know.
2: Um
1: Do you wanna tell us where we can find you, what you're uh, what you're up to? Oh gosh, I don't
2: even really I pretty much stick to Instagram, uh, just to promote a lot of book stuff, which I wonder every time I post something and Nicole likes it, and I'm just like, does she look at this and go, well, this is what I'm going to be editing later on? (laughs) Yes, uh, yes, but then I look forward to it, too. I'm like, I want to be reading this now. (laughs) Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, Movie Oracle has kind of retired. I still have that account, but I don't really use it for much, so now I'm just ADB underscore stories everywhere, just, you know, trying to hustle the book game. That's all I'm doing.
1: With the help of Nicole. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, but you've released, like, chapters, um, where?
2: Uh, yeah. And, I, I, and some full books, too, right? Yeah, I do release, uh, a chapter by chapter on, uh, the web novel apps Good Novel and iReader, and then once those are all done and Nicole has put in the effort of editing them and making them all schmick, as my boss at work loves to say, uh, then they get released on paperback and Kindle on Amazon. And a queen among alphas is out there, right? A queen among alphas, the first book in the Queen Among series, is completed. It's done. There is Ooh. a copy of it on my shelf, but I can't quite reach it. Uh, yeah, and uh, next up is uh, Nicole's editing right now, which is a uh, Queen Among Snakes, which is book two.
1: And I'll I'll post I'll share these, but um, I I mean I enjoy. It. I know I, I I edited it. I was kind of part of it, but I still uh, thought it was really good. So I'd say you're a big
2: part of it. Huge part of it.
1: Thanks. I really like, I've, I've come to love the characters and your writing, so.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for
1: being with us again. You're coming back next year. I don't care if you've retired <laughs> from reviewing movies.
2: We yes. like being with you. When Nicole yeah.
0: watches her 12th horror film ever, we'll have you on.
2: Oh, please, I will happily come back and please let it be for another crazy film like uh, Attack of the Killer Donuts. If you haven't seen it, please do. Is that, okay. are you,
0: is that a real thing? Yes, it is. Put it on the list. Or better yet,
2: Attack of the Killer Condom if you really want to go there. I,
0: I mean, how can we say no after Bad Milo? I feel like Bad Milo's our gateway drug and now we're in.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Gateway drug. <laughs> I am just here to, you know, spread the love about crazy films and uh, what people's sensibility. Awesome.
0: Thanks for listening. Please make sure you take a minute and subscribe to us on Apple podcasts and leave us a rating there again, as you've heard all the time, this really helps us out on becoming real film critics as it's going to get us one step closer to our goal of getting on Rotten Tomatoes. So subscribe rate, leave reviews, do whatever you can to follow the podcast. You can find us on Twitter at KidGoesDownPod, Instagram at AfterKidGoesDown, and we're both on Letterboxd under Nicole underscore ATKGD and Matt underscore ATKGD. We post everything we review there and a bunch of other movie lists. After the Kid Goes Down is brought to you by Matt and Nicole, research by Ariana Gracia, music and editing by Kate Falconer, produced by Matt Robinson and Nicole Robinson, associate producer, Kate Falconer.